This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Rams Talk podcast. Today we're doing the preview show ahead of Charlton Away this Saturday. If you're listening, it should be this Saturday unless uh, the game's already happened and uh, this preview is probably outdated. But we're joined here now with Joe from Charlton Live. Joe, how are you? I'm good, and uh, if the, if it is outdated, if you have missed it on Saturday, just save it a week or so and listen to it again, because uh, <laughs> you can basically carbon copy this for a couple of weeks' time, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. You listen, Joe, you're becoming a regular on this podcast now with the, the interactions we've had. I said before, you'd be a host on this show um, before you know it. But go, going into it, Charlton versus Derby, obviously, we know what's happened recently. I'll let you take the floor on this one. Michael Appleton's left Charlton Athletic. What, what do you make of that? And, and describe his tenure at Charlton for us. Um, an unmitigated disaster, a car crash in slow motion, um, a mistake from the moment he was appointed. Um, so as you can tell, I was a big fan. Um, yeah, that was. I think it was Monday that we did the preview maybe for Blackett Taylor. Um, and in there, I said, I, I can't believe he hasn't been sacked. And 24 hours later, he was out the door. Um, a manager that has very little personality on the sidelines, um, and we are a fan base that loves a connection with a manager. Um, so though, that was already a bit of a... Uh, uh, he was all hiding to nothing there, especially following in Holden, who was very engaging with fans. But the football was dire. Um, we were getting worse, not better. Um, he had brought in seven players um, in the window and, and they were all coming in and there was no change. If anything, it felt like we continued to get worse. Um, so you were just looking at the situation go, how long are we going to let this go on for? And, and let's make no bones about it. The squad is, some people would say, is too good to go down, but the form is beyond relegation. We are um, only outside of the drop zone because Reading have had a four-point deduction. You know, take that out there. The equation we'd be level on points with a relegation zone so um yeah I mean, when he's doing things like playing Alfie man the right wing um you know top scorer in the division when he when he moved him out there we, we averaged less than 0.7 goals per game with him on the wing um and we were averaging a lot more within that Louis Watson who's came through your academy is quality player and and really is our only real creative force on the ball now that we've lost Corey 
uh, couldn't get a game um, and was unfairly sidelined for for players who I don't think are fit to wash his boots. Um, so you sort of, and it's defensive mistakes as well. Um, you know, we would just move mark nothing. Um, we couldn't find a player in our shirt. We couldn't find a player that was in the opposition shirt to mark or to pass to. Um, so you're just watching it slowly, slowly getting worse. And it started off by, you know, a good little run, but yeah, Chucks and EK. And that guy's a difference maker at this level. Unfortunately, he's injured for 95% of the games, but the 5% he's fit for, he will get you wins and draws out of nothing. And um, and that's what gave him that first sort of six-game run. Um, and since then, it's been a real challenge. So we're, we're in the hunt for a ma- uh, manager again. Um, and I don't think anyone is particularly disappointed by, by that. Uh, I, I would say that it was the first time that Tuesday night game was the first time I've ever seen a manager booed onto the onto the field um, out of the tunnel. Um, so it sort of told you how sort of desperate people were to see him gone. So new search, we'll see where we get to, but hopefully we can start building and, and have a good season next season because we are so far off of um, off of the top of this division. We don't want to be down where we are for much longer. Yeah, I guess that I guess that ending point is a as I think the most probably one one of the things that you've got to look to, isn't it? I know at the start of the season from an outside point of view, you thought Charlton might build upon what they did last season. Um obviously it's unfortunately not panned out that way and, and Michael Appleton hasn't had a, had the best of times at Charlton this season by any means. I mean, I've got the stats here that you mentioned. Um have a one in thirteen now, I think it is, and no clean sheet in fifteen. We'll see whether that's still the case after Derby have, have come to the valley, um, to be honest. But looking at some of the odds now for new managership, uh, obviously you can't rely on these at all. But Nathan Jones is two to one, as well as Mark Walton, Gary Rowett's up there, Alex Neal as well, uh, Michael Duff, Neil Warnock, Pearson, and Eustace. I mean, out of anyone you could bring in at the moment, who's most likely to come in and who would you like to come in as manager at Charlton? It's, it's a difficulty, isn't it? Because we've been building the squad for a three-five-two, which Appleton said himself he'd never coached before three weeks ago. So we're selling our wingers. Um, we bought in, I think, uh, I think I might be rounding down slightly if I say hundred million midfielders, um, and we've got plenty of centre backs um, as well. So it feels like a three is the way we're going to go. Um, so we need a manager that can get the best out of that system uh, and what is shaping up to be quite a physical workman-like side um, but I'm less attached to names for me it's about profile um, we need a manager that can translate up we've had so many managers I think it's 15 in 15 years or something like that that we've had now and all of them have failed to manage at a level above where we are now um, after they've left us and that is telling because you're not you're not losing a manager to go to a better club or or a higher division than we have been in with that manager. Um, so it tells you you're hiring people that are at this level. So we need someone that can go up the leagues. Obviously, Nathan Jones can do that. Uh, you know, Duff has, has got a very good reputation. Looks like an individual who could go in that direction as well. Obviously, Rao has been at the level above, um, but it, you, know, you also hear various things. So um, I think Rao might not be um, an, an overwhelming favourite although I think we have contacted him but Nathan Jones would tick a lot of boxes for us on the basis of we love former chart managers um, our, all of our previous previous promotions in the last 30 years have come under a former Charlton player so it feels like that's the, the route that we need to go down um, if you just look at those basic statistics so yeah we'll see I just want a manager that can take this club and build this club and move it forwards as opposed to just a Michael Appleton journeyman who 
is is not going to get your heart racing or make you want to rush down to the valley to watch the football anymore. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. And and Gary Rout being mentioned, I think is a manager who needs to get his his own managerial career, in my opinion, back on track with the promotion. And obviously, did so well at Burton Albion, got them so far. Did so did well in the short time he was at Birmingham City, Derby County. We then had him, and he was. I would say a decent enough success. I know we didn't get promotion, but with the squad that he had, we did very well to to be in the playoffs and then almost get there. Um, and I think he's done okay at Millwall, in my opinion. If we forget about Stoke as well in that mix, but um, yeah, Manje knows what to do at this level to to build a team into a promotion side. He did it with Burton Albion, then it was, and then he changed and moved to Birmingham City. So yeah, I think I think he's a competent enough manager. And, and then obviously Nathan Jones, every know everyone knows how how good Nathan Jones has been in recent years, especially at Luton. Uh, and then once again, probably forget Stoke as well. It seems to be a thing with Stoke. The managers um, seem to be condemned to the championship. It's a bit of a basket case, it seems, in terms, yeah. of, in terms of managerial yeah. appointments. Uh, yeah. Pep would have a problem there. Yeah, I think I think no, no one can really get it right at Stoke at the minute. I'm, I'm not sure who would go there and change that. But um, we'll, we'll touch upon it, obviously. If you don't know, Joe did the um, the, the show with, with us about uh, the signing of Corey Blackett. Uh, Derby seem, we seem to have spent a lot of, if not all of our all of our budget on bringing him in. Um, are you worried about Corey Blackett-Taylor's return to the Valley? Um, obviously, I know he can play against Charlton. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I think that was agreed. Are you worried about his return? Yeah, uh, but in, interestingly, the formation that we seem to be playing, the way we played on Tuesday, would actually potentially stifle his style a little bit more because we were very very deep with him backed and he needs a bit of space in behind to operate in but um definitely our weakest you know, our weakest element is our wing backs um and we don't have a particularly quick center back to play on the right so um add those two things together and uh he should have some joy against us we also are shipping opportunities for fun we should have been four nil down easily against blackpool by half time um and that's been the story of of our season for the last sort of three months. You know, we you know even going back to the Reading game, um, which was in September, we sh- we could have should have been three or four down at halftime in that game. Um, and that's been a c- constant pattern. So um, he will get opportunities to score. We'll be desperate, I think, to try and keep him out. Um, we also will know how to wind him up a little bit. So hopefully we can put him off his game. But any focus that we put on him is going to leave gaps for for other players. And you've got plenty of weapons in your arsenal so um i'm expecting i'm expecting a team eventually two rippers apart by scoring four five six and, and i don't see why it won't be one of the teams this month even with the renewed figure that we're putting into trying to keep a clean sheet because we just don't seem to have that unit there yet yeah i, I can understand that i think on from a derby's perspective Corey bucket taylor i mean came in and then seemed that we'd signed him but not decided to announce it until probably after the weekend when he signed and then he came in against Reading um, probably thrown him in a bit too early he struggled a little bit there and then we gave him the start yesterday actually recording this the Sunday night we gave him the start against Cheltenham and I think just the way Derby played he lost unfortunately probably a bit too early to have thrown him into the side in the position that he was in with the expectation on him um, but that leads me on to my next point obviously Derby's I think from a Derby County perspective, our, our results don't match our performances. If I if I can put it lightly, I would say I think we were lucky to beat Cheltenham. Um, definitely, they they played the better brand of football, but two moments of brilliance from the quality that we have. Like you said, it, it, it does us good more often than not when when them players step up. But 
We'll talk about this January transfer window. I'm not too clued up on, on Charlton's business. Obviously, the only one I know is Corey Blackett-Taylor. How, how would you rate this window for Charlton? It's, it's been good. I mean, we've brought in a lot of players. We've brought in seven so far. Um, uh, just a run-of-the-mill keeper in, in Ward from Swindon, who was, wasn't even their first choice and was player-slash-coach just to tide us over to the summer. Uh, because we don't have a third choice goalie um, uh, at the start of the window. We bought in Gillespie as a left centre-back from Plymouth, part of their promotion side. Um, apparently has a very good left foot, but has been injured. Um, so he's, he's sort of finding his way back in, uh, but seems to be a, you know, a good quality addition from, from what you hear from Plymouth. Uh, fans, we haven't seen a lot of him yet. Um, we've also got Reg, as he's known, or Romani, Edwards, Edmunds Green, um, he dropped down from Huddersfield. So he's, he, again, another quality addition in terms of a, a player down from the championship. Uh, and he can play a number of roles in a, a CDM. He can play centre-back, right-back, left-back. So a real sort of unit that can sort of fit in and support the team wherever. And he looks, again, all right so far, but it's only, you know, one and a bit performances. So anyone's guess. Um, Ladapo as well up top. Um, we, we've been desperate need for a striker since we lost Lee Byrne for a season-ending hamstring injury um, in the late September, I think that was, maybe start of October. Um, so we've been desperately looking for somebody else and, and he is adding that bit. You can tell that he's been playing off the bench and is rusty. Uh, scored a great goal on Saturday, uh, on Tuesday night, sorry, but was... Um, where are we? Saturday. Yeah, no, Saturday. It's got a great goal on Saturday, but uh, was a long way offside. So it just sort of shows that sort of game awareness in terms of where he needed to be. Wasn't wasn't particularly there. Some bright patches from him so far. And Connor Coventry as well as a holding midfield player. Built, beat off a lot of um, different clubs, actually, to, to sign him from West Ham as a, a young player coming through. Um, but he was in talks with Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, but that I think and actually he talks with us as well. That name rings a bell. No, like, he, he might. He was definitely linked, but I, th- I don't know whether it was just you know, classic rumours. But I think you're right. I mean, based on what I know about your financial position, without well, being too disparaging, I think the fee in total was worth a million pounds um, for him. Yeah, so, we, weren't, we weren't in talks then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's the uh, final. That that's the fact that with everything added on the rumour mill, is it could be as high as that. Um, so he'll sit in. CDM, he should be back again for um, for for the game on Saturday because he was out with a concussion this week. Um, but yeah, he looks quality so far in terms of controlling that midfield. And then we've got Backinson as well, who um, so far I don't particularly rate. Um, and Fiorini, who's been a bit part bench player, has been out for 18 months injured, fits the Charlton bill perfectly. Um, so there's a lot of players in there, midfielders, defenders, but what we don't have and what we haven't bought in is anyone that's particularly creative that's, that's going to make that difference before you get into the box. And obviously we've got Alfie May and Dapo's got a great record at this level. So there's not a problem in terms of converting those chances, but you struggle a little bit to see with the squad we've built where those chances are themselves are actually going to come from. And that's, I think, what we would be looking to fix before we get to the end of the window. And if we don't do that, it's going to be a very long slog. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around 
to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Until they. Yeah, I think you've, you've talked about the big the big incoming of seven players and, and that's what you need in Charlton's position from an outsider's point of view. You need some fresh legs and especially with a new manager coming in and probably the option of a clean slate. I wish I... I wish I could say that Derby have brought in quite a few players, but you know we have we have got a really good player in, but there's definitely some holes in our team that um, we haven't filled and might not fill again. I think I think we need to bring in a striker. I know we were linked with Michael Smith from Chef Wednesday, um, but that doesn't seem to be coming because of the fee that Chef Wednesday want for him to come on loan, and and Derby unfortunately not being in that sort of position to be able to spend too much of a fee on a player, unless it was Corey Blackett Taylor. It seems we seem to have uh, put got the checkbook out for him and. Uh, when we brought him in, but you mentioned it there, Alfie May. I was going to talk about the players to watch. I think it's the obvious one that stares everyone in the face um, when they're coming up against Charlton. Obviously, 16 goals this season in League One. Um, obviously, had a great season last year with Cheltenham. Um, Derby, I know we were linked with him in the summer. What a player he is. I think he's a top player in this division and was disappointed when we didn't manage to get him, but you can understand, can't you? He does enjoy playing down south a lot more. That was probably part of the reason, but what a top player and, and is he the one to watch out for from Derby County fans' point of view? Yeah, he will be. And he, he grew up in Dartford, which is a 10-minute drive from our training ground or 15 minutes drive probably. Um, so that was always going to be a bit of a, a lure for him. Uh, one of the reasons he actually gave on signing his way to Charlton is that he could leave the training ground, tell his mum to put the bath on and by the time he got home, he'd be ready. Um, yeah. Whereas obviously coming from 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 yourselves, it'd be stone dead cold by the time he got yeah. there. Uh, so that that's obviously helped us a little bit. He's he's a future captain in the making for me. Um, talismanic, um, all energy will chase people. Uh, if you if the crowd lulls a little bit, occasionally you hear him barking as he chases a defender down to put him off. Um, a player that you'd hate to have playing against you, and you love having on your team, uh, but he. He doesn't just score goals. He's been dropping into midfield and, and trying to link up play as well. Um, and he will just work and work and work. So he give him an opportunity to score. He, he looked a little bit more lively than than we've seen uh, in his run out on Saturday. So hoping that he continues getting better and better. And as he builds that partnership with Adapo, then obviously that is going to start to work wonders for us. Uh, but yeah, he'll be the he'll be the main man. The other man I would say is, is Louis Watson um, in terms of enjoying watching a player on the ball, but. Uh, for for whatever reason, whether he's just awful around the training ground, I don't know. But he can't buy um, buy a start for us, um, and I, it's a real shame because I think he is probably one of our best players um, and an absolute difference maker to our our team. I'd have him first name, um, well, probably second after Alfie May, but second name on that team sheet every week if it was me. But if he comes on with any time then uh, just watch the way he moves the ball. And I think you'll be pleased to see sort of the, the quality that has come through the academy uh, for yourselves. Yeah, I think Louis Watson, I mean, you talked about Alfie May, and I think every Derby County fan knows how good Alfie May is. We saw it on numerous occasions last season. And then, and then talking about Louis Watson, a player that I think we got him from West Ham's academy um, and he was just at the right age, start making first-team appearances. But then obviously Derby are 
you know, the off the field issues came in the administration season and we had too many good players ahead of him for him to get a game. He came off the bench, I think maybe once or twice. Or, yeah, he might have actually started a match as well. And he always looked lively in the academy. And then when the end of the season came, I'm not sure if there was a fee involved, but Luton picked him up and everybody were kind of scratching their heads at that. A player who probably not played any first team football, but seemed to be about to play first team football for another championship side. And it was interesting, but it's good to see that he's performing well. Um, you know, it's always nice to see. I mean, probably probably Carl Klassen is one of our own academy players since he, he spent most of his time at West Ham before coming to us. But um, yeah. I, I took that from you, so you've sold me down the river. Yeah, there. yeah, I've sold, I've sold you. I've sold you there, really. But no, yeah, good to see him performing well and clearly was a talent when, when we had him. But just unfortunately, it was just the circumstances meant he couldn't get a, couldn't get any game time. Um, we've talked about the players now in form coming into this game and you mentioned that that strike force there I mean when that partnership clicks that will be that will be a very dangerous strike strike partnership Ladapo and uh, and Alfie May for sure but we'll talk about the game now the, the Charlton versus Derby County obviously last season when we came to the Valley it was about the second or third match I think it was and uh, I think Charlton came out 1-0 winners um, Derby we missed I think a sitter right at the end of the game and, and, and that was probably pretty telling of our season last season really Um but coming into it now, what, what, what's your thoughts ahead of it? I know we touched upon it earlier on uh, in this preview, but what's your thoughts ahead of this match? I think it's, it's going to be a uphill battle for us. I mean, Fleming, who's our caretaker manager, um, worked underneath Pearson uh, for, for for you know a lot of his uh, sort of coaching life. Um, has come in and said, you know, we want, we've got to get those clean sheets back, and that's that's going to be the focus and. Uh, our lineup on Saturday had six defenders um, in the starting the starting eleven, so that tells you where you need to where the sort of focus is. Um, I'd expect probably one of those to drop out in Coventry, so it'd be sort of five defenders, three midfielders, and two up front. But the three midfield are all combative, work hard. It's going to be about being really compact, being difficult to beat, and then trying to nick a goal and and get that confidence back in. Um, once we did get. Uh, a goal back on Saturday. We we were in the ascendancy. We were the physical, you know, bullying nature that we, that we can bring with some of the players that we brought through. Definitely overpowered Blackpool, but I don't I don't see that being the same story. I think the quality that um, yourselves have will will, will tell, um, especially in those attacking areas. We're going to be very very wary of that. So I think it's going to be a long afternoon. If you take your chances, it could be a, could be a bit of a a, a scoreline to to, to wince at. Uh, but if you don't take your chances, then there are goals in our team. We're we're definitely up there in terms of goals scored for for the entire division. Yeah, I think it's I think we're eighth in the division for goals scored at the minute. I think and then from, 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 I think second bottom for goals conceded. So it tells you what what is likely to happen. There's likely to be a lot of goals. Um, uh, I've read, but hopefully, I'm just hopeful that we can go into this month with no pressure and and maybe nick a couple of results. But I just don't see it necessarily being on Saturday. I just think that we're going to be. Um, too short in with it, especially in being in between managers. There's no sort of bedding in of new ideas or anything like that. Um, two defenders as coaches, it's just going to be like hang on and try and nick a point, um, which will be hopefully we can do. Yeah, well, like you say, we do have what six days to go till the game. I mean, you could have a manager through the door, and unfortunately, for probably new manager bounce and all that, and uh, it will go wrong. But I think what 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 most worries me from a Derby County fans' point of view when you talk about how Char and mostly going to line up is that midfield. I think at the moment for Derby County, we've you look at the names we've got in the midfield: Max Bird and Connor Horahan. Probably really on at the top of their form at the minute. 
very easy players to knock off the ball at the moment. Um, very technically gifted, but when they're both together in that same midfield, they struggle because they're so easy to play through. Um, they're not going to put a solid challenge in. They're not going to. They're not going to be that strong combative midfielder that you talk about that chart and have at the minute. So that's an that's an element that I'm a little worried about. I know that we like to go out wide and and use the width and Mendes Lang has, has been absolutely brilliant for us this season and James Collins is sort of on form. He's one of them players which might miss an open goal um, when you give it him, but then maybe a minute later he might tap one into the back of the net. So he's a bit of a bit of an interesting striker. So I think I think we're in, we're in for an interesting game on Saturday because I'm a little bit worried Charlton are going to have that new manager bounces to bring someone in. That's what worries me a tiny bit. If you could put about on it, I don't think there's any way that you can. But if you could, then I'd I'd have quite a lot of my money on you scoring a cutback cross to about the yeah because that's that's our absolute weakness we've we've conceded so many goals in the round the penalty spot where somebody just runs down the wing and pulls it back and, and Corey's going to know that and he, he's good at that type of cross so you've got Mendes Dag on the other side you know he's good, got that ability and, and either of those mid-fall boys just break the line and chip it back or hold in there then uh, that'd be what I'd be working on all week if I was of a starby that's it that's all i would i wouldn't even train anything else just cut back stand on the penalty spot that'd be where that'd be where you get the, the joy i'm afraid i think from from to offer charlton fans something to think about is that obviously derby at the moment we've recently switched goalkeepers which i think um i'm not sure whether teams have slightly noticed it yet but we've switched from joe wildsmith who in my opinion is probably one of the best goalkeepers in the division to josh vickers who's who's competent at this level obviously been promoted with rotherham before because Paul Warren does love his ex-Rotherham players um, I think soon we're just going to be a team of Rotherham players to be honest and with the way that we're going but Josh Vickers isn't very um, confident in the air and I think Cheltenham sort of knew that in the fact that they push more players forward whenever a ball was whipped into the box because Josh Vickers more often than not would punch it out um, and that meant that there was always a player waiting to have another go at goal so I think from a Charlton fans perspective um if there's a little bit of a push forward and a late break, probably that edge of the box is going to be where the goals are going to be scored from Charlton's uh, point of view. But now let's look ahead at what the season's going to hold. Obviously, 18th in the division you spoke about, probably looking forward to next season. Um, what, what's your thoughts for the season's continue? Do you think you're going to bring someone in that's going to be a, a bit of more of an upwards trajectory and uh, sort of consolidating mid-table? Or do you think it's going to sort of fizzle out this season? Now, from my personal opinion, I don't think you're going to go down whatsoever. I know the form is brilliant, but like you said, the players are the players are too good to go down. Yeah, but I, I never like that because plenty of teams have technically been too good and they've gone down. So um, that we we should bounce, we should bounce back. We should have a much better second half of the season to the first. I think we've got to sign that creative player. That is absolute, and then he needs to not get injured. Like that is case in point what we need to happen for the next uh, the next couple of months. But what I'd like to see us doing is what. Ipswich did a couple of seasons ago in terms of getting a manager in through the door who then spends a season just building a philosophy, a way of playing, working hard on the training pitch and uh, and getting those patterns established and working out, okay, where do we need to go in the summer? We, we spent a lot of money, so we're probably not going to be big spenders in the summer, which means that we've got to get the momentum right with this squad as they stand now. So that's what I'm hoping to see. Plenty of goals, shore up that defence, some of these new players to come in and show their levels that, that we're being told that they're at um, and then get the likes of Fraser and a couple of these other players out in this window who I don't think are are capable of stepping up that level 
um, and then hit the ground running next season. I think that's all it is for us this this year. The absolute first and foremost, we need to get seven, eight, nine, probably, yeah, maybe even double digits clear of that bottom three or bottom four. So we've got a bit of breathing room. Just go, okay, all right, now we're definitely all right. Now it's about building and where do we take this club forward? And fingers crossed we can do that uh, very, very quickly. But then this month of February, I don't know if you've looked at our fixture list, but it is grim. Uh, we've obviously just played Black, uh, Blackpool. We've got yourselves. Reading at home, massive game. Lincoln, Bolton, Portsmouth, Derby. That's February. And then Northampton rounds it out for the first weekend in March. So I don't think the next month is going to be one that you're watching too much from on the sofa, more behind it. But get through February and then we'll see what March can bring. Yeah, I think I think... Yeah, I think that's true. By the sounds of it, we've got a similar sort of month in March. I think we've got Bristol Rovers, Portsmouth, Bolton, Stevenage, which I'm a little bit worried. Well, I am worried about. Um, probably watching through my fingers for those games with my hands over my face. But um, no, there, there we go. I think that's a good point to end it on. Looking, looking to the uh, to the rest of the season. Um, this has been the Rams Talk podcast with uh, Joe from uh, Charlton Live. Looking to the the match chart on Athletic versus Derby County at the Valley. If you have enjoyed this, then please give us a rating on whatever you're listening on. Leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you haven't enjoyed it, then please do not give us a rating. Um, that would be much appreciated. You can follow all our social medias uh, in the description. We're, we're very active on Twitter, Instagram, and we do post a TikTok from time to time uh, as well. Uh, if I have edited one, um, so it's very, very often they're not more than time to time. But if you have enjoyed this, then please give us a rating and uh, thank you for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.